welcome to the least downloaded NBA podcast with Garrett O'Dell and Austin Fote. Let's talk about what we're drinking before we go any further. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you go ahead. Uh, uh, oh, step up. <laughs> we all know that I'm drinking the 2017 uh, Poppy Cabernet. Oh, I was just fully expecting you to say Two Buck Chuck. No, no, I, I eradicated all of that. Oh, baby. Yeah, we were planning on uh, on on recording this last night until uh, <laughs> we got a little too inebriated. Ossie did not make it to, <laughs> to, to tip off. Um, tonight, I'm drinking uh, some, some good old Midwinter's Dram by oh, High wow. West. <laughs> and some Gatorade to hydrate. Mid Midwinter's is yeah. I'm drinking some some High West Midwinter's Dram. A um, classic. This is a wonderful whiskey for those of you keeping track at home. <laughs> all twenty, all, all, all twenty five of you. Yeah. Um. Well, we've been quarantined for about three weeks. No, about four weeks of no NBA basketball. It's an uncomfortable amount of time. How uh, how are you holding up? Not good. It's, <laughs> it's not good. Last night I had a dream that I was about to play basketball in my basement slash bedroom loft that had a sneaker store in it, and I was about to play basketball with Michael Jordan and Michael Scott. I'm tracking so far. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Oh God, that's how bad I miss basketball. Yeah, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I think uh, I think we decided that probably for the last ten to fifteen years we've watched some sporting event every day of our life, <laughs> and that it was abruptly halted <laughs> with no warning, nothing, just like, just like a. Just like a Band-Aid ripped off of Joe Exotic's handlebar mustache. By the way, shout out to Joe Exotic. Can we do a couple minutes on Joe Exotic? Uh, please, take it take it away. Can, can we free this motherfucker? Because <laughs> Carol's the real criminal and, yes. Jeff, and Jeff is the real asshole. And that's really all my whole analysis right there. Joe got in over his head. Pick, pick the wrong fight with someone that had too much money. He didn't even mean to. He was well-intentioned. Next thing you know, he's getting fed to a cast through a meat grinder. <laughs> oh, wait, that was Carol's husband. Right, right, right. <laughs> God. Um, oh. So I think the direction we're going today with the podcast is if you uh, woke up tomorrow morning, had no hair, 50 million dollars in your bank account and all autonomous control over what happened in the NBA in the next month and a half to two months, what would you do? That means you're Adam Silver, for those of you who are not tracking with that. You you're if you're Adam Silver, what's what's the next What's the move? I'll ask you first. What's what do you do? Number one I'm spending a significant amount of time on the phone with Donald Trump. Okay. As much as I won't enjoy that. Yeah. I'm trying to get a couple name drops in the press conferences. A lot of people are watching. <laughs> and 
Okay. I just I just want to name drop here or there. That's a, that's like so that's that. that's that's step number one is is to get the Don to also the less time we get of him talking about the actual tragedy and more talking about shit that doesn't really matter, the better. So like <laughs> let's talk about basketball. Cuban's probably your best chance at that, right? Of like actually making that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's a conference call with Cuban yeah. and the Don. <laughs> I would pay every dollar in my bank account to, to to listen to that. Even if you were Adam Silver, you would still pay every dollar. Golly! All right, what's next? Um, number two, I am assessing what city will let me have the most level of free reign to just take over once I can confirm that there are no positive cases amongst players and like maybe camera crews. Okay. So like I'm calling every mayor with the population of a million or above shout out to GT Bynum. Can we please get, can we, (laughs) my heart would stop immediately. I will risk my life to go to NBA games in Tulsa. You better believe (laughs) I will. You got to feel something during this time, you know, (laughs) even if it is not being able to breathe. (laughs) How many Corona jokes are we going to get in on this podcast? That's like three. I'm setting the over under at nine and a half. Over. (laughs) Over, please. (sighs) Um, So I'm basically calling every mayor that has a hotel and a sports stadium close together. Okay. And trying to establish how do we quarantine all essential personnel and their travel to an arena and trying to make the last, even if we skip the last 20 ish regular season games and just get straight into playoff, you have to try to salvage. Do you make that call? You, do you end the regular season if you're if you're in that position? Let's say let's say best case scenario they start playing again in late June. Um, I probably nix the regular season just to try to keep next season from being tinkered with. Yeah. Um, I like your tournament idea. You want to talk about your tournament idea? Yeah. I've got I've got a few ideas. <laughs> that makes <laughs> an upsetting amount of sense. <laughs> Step one. Also, I, I, right right now currently I've I've got on mute the uh, the two K tournament. Ronnie has some sneakers. What's he wearing? I he's not wearing anything, but he's his oh, backdrop the... is just his sneaker collection. Oh God! I'm, I think through, we're give at me give me a couple ninety thousand dollars of sneakers. Jesus Christ! Just give just us... from poking my head up, I saw some Unions, some Travis Scotts. That's a guy who can just make a call and get a pair, right? He doesn't even have to make the call. It's just they just show up on his doorstep. Hey, I'll give you a pair of shoes for a copy of an early copy of 2K. Okay, done. That's the easiest decision I've ever made. <laughs> I'm no mathematician, but bing bong wong. Done. Um, 
Okay, so my first step, you just got to call the regular season. Like, I'm, I'm watching these guys play 2K together. They haven't shot a basketball. Some of them don't have hoops at their house. They're just cooped up. None of them are ready to play right now. Like they might, they, best case scenario are on the treadmill and doing leg press. And, and just from a profitability standpoint, what like what good is it to watch Trey Young play Julius Randle in six weeks in a game that doesn't matter at all? How many fans are going to not show up because they're afraid of getting – if you're Something. playing games just to finish the regular season just to do it when you can't have fans come and watch it and no, you only can televise so many games, right. it doesn't make sense. Right. Everything right now is about, like, what actually matters. Yeah. And so, like, let's just cut out these last 25 and games. Like, that and also just, like, they're losing so much money. And <laughs> so... <laughs> I would if you, so, go ahead just to like be a GM or like an executive and just watch the graph just <laughs> plummeting right now. It's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like buying a thousand dollars of verge and just watching it plummet. <laughs> God damn it. It was $300 and it took 24 hours to lose like 80% of it. And I'm still not over it. I'm still, it still hurts to this day. Pour one out. Um, oh, don't tempt me. I will do it. So <laughs> I think that to me, that's almost just like a no brainer. Like yeah, I, the, just like, that it's a bummer to to call the season and and nobody wants to see that happen. But if you have an alternative, which I feel like I've got a pretty good alternative. I can't wait. I don't see why you don't do that. So here's my suggestion. This, this, I will just precursor. It, It hoses one team in particular, but you take the top six teams from each, uh, from the East and the West, mm-hmm. and you just do a normal, just traditional playoffs. So, so you basically cut around, and you have to give a bye to the top two in each conference. Is that right, or just one? One plays six. Two plays five. And three plays four, right? Yeah, yeah, but then that would give you three teams yeah, so, so in the next the, round. Top so seed gets a bye. Top seed gets a bye. That's how you would do that. Yeah. And then... So two would play six. Three would play... Our, our drunk boy stuff is really peeking his head out right now. Someone smarter than us can figure out the way this. Yeah. But the right thing to do is there's some kind of buy situation. Yeah. But 16th make the playoffs. Right. I because, like I mean, even if you just look at the landscape of who those teams are right now, the the, the one exception is the Mavs. But oh. other than that. There's not really any contenders in it, any of those. It would be the Nets and the Magic and the Mavs and the Grizzlies. I have to be out on this theory just I on know. 
I know. Luca not being in the playoffs will actually oh, listen make to me. This. Listen. Okay. Then Sorry. you take teams seven to what's the last seed? Fourteen? No. Twelve. Twelve. And you do a March Madness single elimination tournament, uh-huh. and the winner gets the top odds in the lottery. Of the teams that don't make the playoffs. Correct. So that would actually be an 18 team? No, yeah, 18 team tournament. Yeah. So then you incentivize not tanking and like trying to mobilize the best team you have available to get the top pick. Correct. So then we get probably we see Steph play some games, which is fun. We Maybe. might even see see some Katie, Clay, Ky- Kyrie appearances, depending on when this would happen. I am really excited about the recovery time and seeing guys, a lot of guys return at like something resembling 100% health. Yeah, one of the only things that uh, gives me butterflies in my tummy right now is watching LeBron work out all day long. Oh my God! God. We don't deserve LeBron. Does Jesus this break Christ. add another like three years to his timeline? He's gonna play till he's like forty-seven years old because of this, and then when he's gonna have his Hall of Fame acceptance speech when he's fifty-two, and he's gonna be like, he's gonna thank like his family and Adam Silver and Pat Riley, not Dan Gilbert, and then <laughs> coronavirus. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Is he gonna say? Fuck you, Dan Kilbert. No, he'll just completely not even... He'll be like, I, I haven't thought about you in like half a decade, so... Or more. <laughs> That'll be his take on Dan Gilbert. He'll acknowledge him, but then say that. Or yeah. we'll like, Dan Gilbert, you exist. What do you, hey, I noticed uh, in your speech you didn't mention Gan, Dan Gilbert, and he's like, who? I'm sorry, who? He's like, oh, yeah, I worked with that guy one time. I think he wrote something about me in Comic Sans. <laughs> God. I, I honestly can't even remember. Next question. <laughs> um, But in my head, like, that's the only way you can make it to where you're not just totally screwing a team like the Blazers. Who, coming into the year, had legitimate, like, contender aspirations at least hold on one second okay (laughs) there's a beautiful matchup in the tournament happening okay like it's it's how good is it more beautiful than when my first child was born oh jesus (laughs) i was not ready (laughs) the matchup is the bucks and the lakers which is already just yeah i'm in i'm in Hassan Whiteside versus Patrick Beverly. <laughs> who's who's the Bucks and who's the Lakers? I'm not sure. If Pat Bev is played as the Lakers, I'm gonna brand him as a fraud right here on this podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Also, I won't tell Nora that you called and that you can't a more beautiful in her birth. Yeah. Whiteside is playing in a movie theater that I assume is in his house. I mean, he has a hundred billion dollars. Why wow. not? Wow. Um, but more, more with the Blazers, it's like they have a real chance to actually make the playoffs. 
Pelicans, Pelicans, King, Kings, Grizzlies, Spurs, all the all in the same category. And so I think if you just take that away, that's a pretty big problem in my head if you don't yeah. incentivize that for yeah. for any reason. Yeah. And I don't know if like the idea that I'm saying is unrealistic, like that's not going to happen. I would wow, I would be I would be very excited if that happened. Mm-hmm. But there there's got to be something that happens, right? Some kind of like hey, you your season got cut short. We've got to like rectify that in some way. We can't just end the regular season and have even if it's a 16 team playoff, I mean Particularly in the Western Conference, you've got three or four teams getting fucked out yeah. of that. But we all want to see Zion in the playoffs. I'm des- I'm actually desperate to see that. I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally do anything. <laughs> Zion versus LeBron in the playoffs. I'll, I'll, oh, my God. I'll do anything. Yeah. How? Here's a question. Yeah. To what degree are you willing to sacrifice next season in pursuit of a like legitimate resolution to this season? Because this season, we've talked about this a lot, not on this podcast, but this season is one of the more fun seasons that has yeah. happened in, in the last decade. Yeah. There's a lot of storylines that we were going to mm. see play out that were really important. Correct. In, in particular, Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron. Correct. Beautiful. That <laughs> makes me so happy. Those three guys, we were going to get some significant development or resolution to all three of their stories within yep. the league. And so... And can, lots of subplots to that, too. Yeah. Luca. Oh. Tatum. I miss Luca an amount that I'm embarrassed to talk about. <laughs> Do you want to play now? Just a little I'm bit. Wearing, I'm wearing a Mavericks. Or I was. Oh, shit. Where's my Mavericks hat? I had it on. <laughs> you lost it after your third class of Poppy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's somewhere. I wear it every day, and I think about Luca when I put it on. <laughs> we miss Luca. <laughs> I miss him so much. Uh, okay, C- continue your thought. Um, this season for for, for our, our, yeah for some, next some degree of next season to get a re- a, a proper resolution to this season. I just feel like coming out of five years of dynasty, a satisfactory resolution to this season where we've got a departure from that and we've got multiple teams. With a real chance at the title, with interesting storylines, like to to just punt on that would do damage to yeah. the value of the league in a way that I'm just not really sure you can put into numbers or words. And so, like, even if we have to cut net, I would prefer to cut this season short, have a real playoffs, and then cut next season short. Yeah, and I think the I, I I'm following what you're saying. I feel like that to me makes the most sense where you you cut the season, start the playoffs, probably as is, 
and then in that same time frame make a decision of all right we're only going to play 55 games next year or something like that or 60 or it's going to be a lockout shortened style season like the 66 game 20 was that i'm pretty sure it was 2012 um 2011 2012 like that season we're going to follow that model like i just this this season has been too good and too interesting and too layered to not have a real resolution if there's any other solution like if coronavirus necessitates that the season is canceled which is totally on the table then like safety first we don't want to see people get sick and die but like if we have to sacrifice a piece of next season to accomplish a real resolution i'm 100 percent behind that yeah i think i think i am too and the 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 thing that i think people aren't at this point thinking about or the nba isn't talking about is that like the when the economy crashes that intensely impacts the nba correct um unfortunately but it, i mean it's just not you don't think it. about that because it's like yeah oh, see, i just don't think you a, a lot of casual fans think about it as like a cornerstone business for economic growth in cities. Like you think about Oklahoma city, it's like huge thunder changed the landscape of that city forever or the, the Hornets like, and, and, and then like you talk about, so, so my point in saying that is like the NBA is in extreme, damage control right now like it's like it's it's, gonna survive in some form or fashion but it might not be the same for i mean would you be that surprised if if like they're like just for the foreseeable five ten years the season gets shortened the start of the season changes the end of the season changes we see cap decreases we see a change in collective bargaining like None of that would shock me. Right. It's, it's it's possible that doesn't happen, but none of it would make me go, oh, wow, I'm, like, blown away by that. Everything's on the table. The really interesting thing in, in that when you talk about shifting the season ending and and that sort of stuff is, like, what do you do with the draft? Yeah, I mean, like, we've been texting about that today. This year's draft is really interesting. There's some guys that we feel like it's not a great draft, but there's a couple guys that we're pretty intrigued by. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Like, we've got guys declaring for the draft that it's like, when are you going to have a pre-draft workout, my guy? And then it's like, you're not going to play organized basketball for, or, or even unorganized basketball with people for months. Three, two to three months minimum. Right. And so I, it's like, yeah. you think of a guy, a guy like Wiseman, he didn't even get to play his freshman year of Fuck basketball. You. Fuck you, NCAA. Can I just get that one out there? Mark Emmert, please give me a call so I can say, Fuck you to your fucking eardrums, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Where you been these last four weeks? 
your family God can't afford for you to move to a, a city. We're going to give you some money to help you with that. And in exchange, we're going to not let you play. <laughs> cool. Cool. Good job. How, what's your salary, Mark Emmer? <laughs> Why don't you just pay for it, you bitch? <laughs> Hard to tell, man. <laughs> it's a coin flip back <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm, I might leave it in. Oh my um, God. Yeah, so I think, like, all I know is that this is an impossible situation for anyone to try to navigate. If you're leading a business and trying to figure this out, it's God, impossible. It's impossible, and God bless you, and just do the best you can, and rational, sane people everywhere are rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think about doing that, though, with billions of dollars on the line and God. billions of dollars of payroll going out and all this stuff. Like It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Do you want to talk briefly about uh, the accusation you received or not? <laughs> of of what you're happened tr- with, with your tr- business? With your business? You, you, oh, we're, here's a discount if you're working from home. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that or not? <laughs> and the response is, oh, you guys are trying to murder people. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, if you're listening to that, to this, and you're sending messages like that to small business owners, just stop and or kill yourself. Shout out Sex Boy Scout on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. But I think, like, I don't know. I think depending on when, when or if the playoffs start, this is really interesting, and I think cha- specifically changes my opinion about the Lakers and how scary they become. Because LeBron, with a couple weeks to just like hibernate in a hyperbaric chamber, makes me really scared. But same with Kawhi, right? Like his, his yeah, like, like I've never wanted to watch a playoff series more than Lakers Clippers. I'm getting like 90% of wreck just thinking about it right now. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> By the way, just an update. Um, Patrick Beverly, it, he is playing with the Bucks, and he is the underdog. Sure. Naturally. He's of course. He's 724. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Way to underperform again. It's all you know. (laughs) Patrick Beverly kicking people's ass in 2K is like. He is talking some major trash right now. He just got out of a seat and he's yelling at nobody. It's amazing. Everything you're saying is just like (laughs) deeply in the middle of his brand that I I love it so much. (laughs) Uh. The other thing that I would do, just because my lottery tournament idea is unrealistic and not going to happen. Someday it might happen. It's not going to be this year. No. But yeah. I 
like if you're going to call the season the second you do that, just do the lottery. It's something. Like people like you and me, there's not that many of us, but also like one tier down from f- fandom of you and I are just like starving for anything NBA related to the lottery. I'm watching NBA players that don't even matter that much playing against each other in 2K. With teams they don't play for. And I'm locked in. (laughs) And loving it. It's all we have. Can ESPN, can this be a consistent content strategy? Can they, (laughs) what do we have to do? God damn it. Like in the off season, just have people play 2K against each other. People would watch. I would watch. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather watch that or bowling? It's not even. It's like. I will say. Some I know. Of the, I know. There's some cornhole stuff that happens that I get pretty excited about. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but you would also watch, for example, like. I'm trying to think of two NBA players who definitely hate each other. Like Russ play Reggie Jackson in 2K on a Sunday morning instead of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up for Russ doing anything competitive. That makes <laughs> <laughs> That was just the first thing that popped into my head, and that makes a lot of sense. That... Who do you think uh, player or team benefits the most from, from the break? I mean, like the Excluding easy... LeBron. Okay, because that's the easy answer. And Kawhi. Those are the two easy answers. Um, The one that really – I'm not sure about this, but the one that intrigues me a lot is Oladipo and the Pacers. Yeah. With his exploded quad tendon. Yeah. He's on my fantasy team. Shout out to uh, Ailey Villy for trading him to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For – Eight sets But that situation, his last couple games before the break were pretty, like, reminiscent of who he who he had been before the injury, and maybe the some additional time off, you know, gets allows him to get back to a hundred percent in time for. The playoffs, at least physically, maybe not skills wise. Yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. And Brogdon comes back healthy too. Yeah, like we, I mean, like all these teams really get to reset with a clean bill of health, which is like that in and of itself makes me want to see the playoffs because like that doesn't happen very often. No, where you get teams at full strength for the playoffs, and so like, well, another one. I don't want to steal yours. You say yours first because I have another one in my head, and I don't want to steal yours. I mainly have ones that I'm a little concerned about. Okay. Well, one that I'm – can I then – Yeah, please. This isn't a concern, but, like, I'm intrigued by Embiid getting to 100% healthy, which he was close, and then can Simmons come back from the yeah. back, from the back injury yeah. as a result of this, like, and we've talked about, like, there's interest in splitting those two guys up, but they're also super talented, so. Yeah, I'm I'm mainly concerned about two little precious 
giant white European boys. I definitely know who one of them is. Would you be surprised if the next time you see Jokic play basketball, he's <laughs> 50 pounds heavier? There's no weight that you could tell me that he weighs that I'd be like, I'm confused about that. You know that meme of that guy that's like, this is the heaviest NBA player ever? Yeah. And he's like 380 pounds or something? If Jokic looked like that, I'd be like, that makes sense. <laughs> and if he lost 20 pounds and is like shredding people, I'd be like, that's a little more surprising, but also makes sense. You think that makes sense? No. There's no I, evidence that that is true. I just like Jokic a lot, and I wish that I that know. happens. It, I, I get it, – it also makes me a little bit nervous for Luka. Really? Because he was playing himself into better shape, I think. But he had the ankle thing. He had several ankle things. True. And I like that he can recover from that. Just don't play too much Fortnite. I know how much you love Fortnite because I'm a weird person. Just try to get some time in on doing cardio. I don't know what that looks like for you. Run, run after your two little precious dogs. They're tiny. Do some sex stuff if you have. <laughs> Never mind. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think it is interesting, too, for um, what it would do for, like, a team like the Heat that is so predicated on, like, team culture and stuff. Yeah. Like, how does how does a long layoff affect that? Yeah. I have no idea what the answer is to that. Me either. I like it. Just a thought. Well... I hope we get to watch people play basketball again soon. I can't take much longer without it. I'm starting to have some pretty intense withdrawals. I'm having dreams about Michael Scott. That's, that's bad. That's pretty bad. And I was, like, excited, and then my alarm went off, and I was, like, pissed off about it. That's where I'm at. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching the, the televised... Warriors, Cavs. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about that for a minute. 2016 championship. This is the 3-1 th- comeback. The 3-1 comeback. That's the most alive I've felt in <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> what, for you, is the part of that that was the most interesting? And these might be the same. What was the part of that that for you was the most interesting and what was the part of that that you watched and were like, oh, this part of this series doesn't get remembered? I have like three things. Uh, the first thing is that like it this doesn't make any sense, but LeBron is significantly better than he was then right now he's so much better the numbers don't really bear this out that much but just eye test wise he's so much better at getting to his spot and being able to score at all three levels than he was then it was almost like i realized and even in the commentary like 
it's almost like that was the moment where he was like, oh shit, I can hit threes at like any spot on the court. As long as I look at the ball first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I think it was in, I think it was in game five when he had like, he had 41 points that game, but I think he hit like maybe like four or five threes. And like, that's, I feel like pretty consistent in how he plays now. Like he, he spots up more. um, If he's within like 15 feet of the basket at this point, it's pretty automatic. And it, that wasn't necessarily the case back then in watching those games. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, like how elite he was on defense is doesn't get talked about very much in that series in particular. It was really insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like I mean, obviously, like everyone knows the the block. On, the- yeah, but it's like he had. I mean, in game five, he had three chase down blocks just in that game. Mm-hmm. And then just what he did, like, with help defense and stuff, like, he was just incredible. And then the the biggest thing for me is, like, first of all, Kyrie's never been the same player since that series, in my opinion. But holy shit, man. Like, he was and, and like looking back at it now like i i remember watching those games and thinking this but like he was so insane it doesn't make very much sense he was he was i mean like i'm a warriors fan and was intensely rooting for the warriors in that series and every time kyrie touched the ball i was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> Something bad for me is about to happen. Yep. And so, like, I was just watching it and was like, man, what happened to him? Because, like, he shows glimpses of that, like, from time to time. Yeah. Now, but, like, he he was – that was the most I, – I said this to you when I was watching it. Like, that's the most dominant of a performance that has happened up until that point. Like, Kawhi last year – was insanely dominant at times, but, like, not, like, just offensively what Kyrie did in that series. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if we'll see that again. Because the way that he did it, it was like, oh, he's unguardable, and I've also never seen this before. Yeah. From a person. Yeah. I mean, like, we weren't alive, well, we were alive, but, like, no, I wasn't alive when Jordan was, like, in his prime. I was, but at the, like, tail end of it. A small child. Like, watching, like, replays or or watching those games back, like, it was similar to that. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's just, that was really crazy. And then the, the, the other thing is that, like, people, I think, for some reason, remember that Cavs team as like not being that good, or the the narrative of like LeBron didn't have any help or whatever he did it all on his own. 
That team was fucking really good. <laughs> Tristan Thompson got every rebound for seven straight games. Yeah. Kevin Love made 40% of his threes and did a pretty solid job switching on to, at least in key moments, like he switched on to Steph. And, and in that game seven, like his his rebounding, I think he had 12 rebounds in the first half, like, yeah. and, and a lot of them offensive. He, he was really good. And Kyrie, obviously, was just like <laughs> otherworldly. Yeah. That was, it was so special because, like, I remember watching that, rooting for the Warriors, and, like, LeBron gets the block in the moment. I thought it was a goaltend. I watched it in slow motion. I was like, oh, shit, it wasn't a goaltend. And, like, I'm I'm still rooting crazy hard for the Warriors, and the Cavs win. And it's, like, one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed, but, like, this is an unbelievable thing I just witnessed, and I can't help but be, like, grateful in a sense that I got to watch that. And then at the end, the most pre-rehearsed <laughs> Cleveland, this one was for you. <laughs> like, he's, been, he's thought about that every day since he was, like, 17 years old. It's just just it's, get it off, Just get it off, man. Like, get, say what you need to say. John yeah. Mayer style. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I significantly miss the NBA. It hurts. I think about it most of the day, which <laughs> is not great. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. We finally got another podcast off, which is good for yeah. our 30 viewers, listeners. Maybe we'll get more, you know. Yeah, coronavirus. People are craving the uh, the content these days. <laughs> Shout out to COVID, man. COVID, we love you. No, we don't. DJ Fuck COVID. You. Fuck you. <laughs> you die a very painful and unceremonious death. <laughs> we'll or do- a beautiful desk. I, you know... A lot of people say you need to wear a mask. I sit behind a beautiful desk in the Oval Office. It's a beautiful desk, magnificent desk, mahogany, <laughs> beautiful desk. I don't need a mask, okay? Holy fuck. Wow. All right, man. <laughs> I think we did it all we're going to be able to do tonight. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go pour some Elijah Craig in my glass and... Hope it makes you feel something. Slip slowly into madness. Well, I'll be wa- sitting here drinking whiskey, watching people play 2K. I'm going to try to get mine working as well. Um, Adam Silver. We love you. We love you. We respect you. Please do whatever it takes to get the NBA up and running again. Uh, uh, there's n- no price too high. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see you later, all you sports fans. All right, uh, Godspeed, and don't download this podcast. Stream it so that we can remain the least downloaded NBA podcast. Thanks for listening.